1: welcome back to the rebels podcast this is our first episode of season two of lego star wars the freemaker adventures i am one of your hosts michael cohen and with me as always my faithful co-pilot matt the crankster cranky Uh, how you doing matt hey
0: good i'm doing great it's good to be back hey (laughs) yeah we're we're dusting off some of the cobwebs here (laughs) and uh it's good to be back talking some Star Wars. We're gonna be talking uh, <laughs> the Falcon did a
1: couple of those <laughs> morp, 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 when we started recording tonight. You had to you had to like hit okay. the,
0: the ceiling a few times yeah. and uh, <laughs> that Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, um, it's all good, man. Speaking all of good.
1: the Millennium Falcon, let's get right into the biggest piece of news. Uh, yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. So I, <laughs> this is so weird because this news dropped. As of this recording, it yeah. dropped last night. It was kind of a bombshell throughout like the Star Wars universe. And and even though those rebels podcasts, and we like we're doing our little summer series on the Freemakers. If you're new to the show, we like to talk about current events in the Star Wars universe yeah, uh, as well. And we're gonna do that today. And of course, the biggest news uh, in a long time has been the firing of Lord and Miller on the Han Solo Project Mike. And this this totally like, blew me away. I saw this, and I'm like, what the is going on? Because this isn't like or they're going to start shooting. They've been shooting since, what, late January, early February,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they got to be pretty much done by now. And now you're going to bring in? You're going to fire? And make no mistake. This wasn't – they tried to make it all friendly, like, hey, we just yeah. didn't see eye to eye. Dude, this was a straight-up firing. They did – Kathleen Kennedy – show no if you believe that variety article if you read yeah. that mike there is some a little bit of animosity there because she did not like what they were doing and um wow this is kind of a bombshell i don't i got some more thoughts but what, what's your initial thoughts mike
1: yeah so here's 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 my feelings on this um i'm disappointed but yeah. at the same time what well, i've been through this once before with uh, edgar wright on ant-man this, mm-hmm. this, this happened with, with Marvel and, uh, you know, you bring in directors with a very specific sensibility and, um, mm-hmm. that sensibility doesn't match the project. Uh, I think that, that, uh, that, you know, that's, you're destined for problems, mm-hmm. um, I will say that, you know, uh, uh, Ryan Johnson tweeted, I think today, that uh, he's had as much creative freedom on The Last Jedi as he did on any of his own projects. Um, mm. So that says to me, like, I don't, I honestly, I honestly don't think that Lucasfilm is the problem. I do think that Lord and Miller wanted to do one thing. And Lucasfilm wanted to do another. And I think that uh, if if the reports are correct, you go up against Lawrence Kasdan on the subject of Han Solo. I, and, yeah, uh, yeah, I, you know, if he says you're doing it wrong, I hate to tell you, but this is the guy who wrote Empire, Jedi and The Force Awakens and uh, he knows han solo <laughs> and you know he along with oh, his yeah. son wrote this movie and um that was the thing that that made me go okay maybe there's a story here to tell right because this is the deal you got to think of it this way lawrence kasdan is the guy who writes the idea that mm-hmm. lando and han our friends from way back in the day. Now, you know, I'm sure that, that George Lucas, obviously with the story credit and everything, is very responsible for, for breaking that part of the story with Kazdan. But Kasdan is the guy who goes in and fills in the details. Like I, I Lando lost the millennium Falcon to Han Solo in a card game. Right. Right. Mm. And so when like that moment, because because he has to have thought about that in order for the line, well, that was a long time ago. I'm sure he's forgotten all about that. Like uh-huh. Chewy, Chewy. Is saying stuff for the most part. Um, if if you go back and you watch some some of the like behind the scenes footage, especially in A New Hope, you'll see that Chewie has actual lines, and then the actors react to those lines, and then they dub it over later with the rah, rah, rah sound. Right, like it. Right. Chewie actually says stuff sometimes, and that's one of those moments where you can kind of tell that like the way that Harrison Ford plays off of that. That clearly, that that idea, um, maybe not as fleshed out as it's become in the fandom and in the in the EU, certainly in the in the Legends, um, but the idea that like, well, you know, wh- what have you done to my ship? And it's like, yeah, hey, you mm-hmm. lost her to me, fair and square. It's all there, right? So yeah. this is this is that guy, the guy who who wrote all of that, along with his son, decided to write. A Han Solo movie about Han Solo when he was young, I uh, and uh, and then and then here come Phil Lord and Chris Miller, um, two incredibly talented filmmakers, uh, that have done some of my absolute uh, f- favorite, fun silly movies. Um, I think that that Twenty One Jump Street, and the Lego Movie, are about as much fun as you can have watching. A comedy, um, mm. and and they're also responsible for Clone High, which is one of my all time favorite animated sitcoms. Um, it might even it's I think it's like, I think I'd probably rank it like number two or three. Like mm. these guys are responsible for some really really great stuff. That said, I can see where their style and their methodology is not going to mesh with. Lucasfilm which um I think I think after after Rogue One it's very clear that uh it's very it's very prescribed right you're making a Star Wars movie and yet Star Wars stories are gonna have their own tone and their own sort of feel to it but they're all Star Wars and and I think that you know for all of the things that Rogue One did that I didn't like I it nailed the look of Star Wars for sure. It gave us a darker, grittier look, but it definitely nailed the look of Star Wars. And uh, it gave us the darker side of the tone. And And in fact, the parts of Rogue One that I like the least are the places where it tries to go back and inject it with a little bit more of the, the standard Star Wars tone because it feels so out of place in the context mm-hmm. of the rest of the film. Um, but, you know, like like... It it has its own identity in the same way that, that a New Hope Empire Jedi, um and and the Force Awakens, and then the prequels kind of all get lumped together, uh but the, those there's sort of like those five or six identities that the Star Wars saga has within its films. Um, and there's actually a lot of leeway there, right? Because uh, I was watching a clip. Actually, uh, I watched two clips back to back. One was a one was a Clone Wars clip from the Umbaran arc, uh, where you remember you remember when when uh, Rex's platoon the, the 501st was up against like they were going through the the jungle or whatever, and then they start firing on they get fired on, and then they start firing back at, at enemies, and it turns out that it's actually clones. The whole right. time they were like shooting each other. I was watching that clip and, and, uh, cause it just came up in my Facebook feed from one of the star Wars pages that I follow. And, uh, and I was watching it and going like, wow, this, I'd forgotten how great clone wars looked by comparison to, uh, star Wars rebels. Mm. And, and I was sort of watching it and going like, wow, this is, this is incredible. Like I, I, I had really honestly like sincerely forgotten how beautiful that show can be sometimes and the ambara arc is a great example of that um Mm -hmm. and it had that that great moment of all that blaster fire and it it reminds you of the geonosis moment in the dust cloud all the blasters going back and forth and the lights reflecting off of everything and it's just Mm -hmm. so kinetic and everything and the lighting's beautiful and that's one style that's a that's a very prequel style and I caught myself going like, "Man, I really wish that Star Wars Rebels looked like this." And before my I even finished the thought, the other part of me came in and went, "No, you don't. <laughs> Star Wars Rebels looks like a New Hope. It looks like the Ralph McQuarrie paintings. It has yeah. that muted tone from from his painting specifically, from from a lot of that that most icily." Um, and, uh, and the stuff that that possibly would have been Alderaan. Um, it has that feeling to it and it's, it's, it's a, it's got its own identity. So when you add, when you then add Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels into the mix, the, you have so much room to play. So that says to me that Lord and Miller were outside of those bounds that's the yeah. only way that this happens right is that their vision I uh, so like they said this is from the official release our, unfortunately our vision and process weren't aligned with our partners on this project uh i absolutely believe that um and and i think that that is that that that, that if they were so misaligned um, that's the only reason that that they could be let go uh, and and you know if you're going to clash with Kathleen Kennedy and Lawrence Kasdan you're not going to make a star wars movie and and people want to um people want to want to blame somebody right they want mm-hmm. they want to get in there and they want they want a, a hero and a villain it's sort of human nature
0: and what i
1: do you think sorry go ahead i was just saying
0: no, I was going to say, since you're talking about him, do you think they were going too, um, like too, as far as Lauren Miller, do you think they they were kind of taking it too, I don't want to say corny, but like a little too whimsical or whatever it is for Kathleen and, and Lawrence Kasdan's taste, you know what I mean, or, or Lucasfilm's taste? Like they were taking it to 21 Jump Street and, and not and taking it as serious as maybe they I, thought. I think
1: based on based on some of the accounts and some of what I've been reading, I think what happened is that that they are very much into a creative, uh, collaborative uh, writing process Mm -hmm. on set. And I say writing, but what I really mean is improvisation on set. And and I think that Star Wars is. It has a little bit of that in its DNA, obviously. Uh, we all know the stories of Harrison Ford sort of pumping up his own dialogue on the day. And mm-hmm. I, I, I obviously the I love you, I know scene is sort of the most famous example of that. But... Um, I think that that one of the things is that that stuff, those moments back in the day sort of set the tone for that character and and the world. And I think that that now you have to capture that. So as much as as much as you might want to get in there and exp- like sort of experiment and and play around, I get the 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 ideology that like no say it as it's written on the page, right? Mm. Um, because I do think I'm sure that that um, Lawrence and Jake Kasdan that they that they worked really hard to nail that that tone. Um, I don't think that the project would move forward if that were the case, and I think that the Force Awakens uh, is is proof that Lawrence Kasdan can still write Han Solo all these years later. We might yeah. not necessarily, uh, I gel with that right away. Cause we have sort of our own ideas of that character. Um, and, uh, and, and I think legends and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, sort of, uh, time create a specific sort of, I don't know, like, disorientation to n- new ideas. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But when you really, really break down Han Solo and The Force Awakens, I I know a lot of people with the, the, the kanji club stuff. I think that some people, some people are a little bit, like, thrown off by that. But that, to me, is, like, quintessential Han Solo. You just have mm-hmm. to remember that Han isn't always one guy right he's not he's not always uh, I you know like but, you know punch it into the nav computer right you know uh watch your mouth through you find yourself floating home he's not always that he's also uh we're all fine here now how are you <laughs> right. right and oh, and your so call? yeah yeah, yeah right. exactly I <laughs> uh, so yeah i i what was the second time <laughs> like that <laughs> I, yeah. I think that they that those moments as written by Lawrence Kasdan and JJ Abrams I think that those moments are are some of for me they're actually some of the most quotable Han solo moments right. of all time now right yeah. I, yeah I how do we blow it up there's always a way to blow it up right like <laughs> stuff like that there's always a way to do that you know like I I it, it I, I think that 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 you have to kind of listen to the masters in this instance. Um, and if that's not what was happening, if Lawrence Kasdan was showing up on set and saying, which is an odd thing because writers aren't usually, they're sort of kind of writers can be on set, but this kind of, kind of seen, not heard like you're part of the processes is, is over. But Lawrence Kasdan's a little bit of an exception to something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's star Wars. So at the end of the day, Star Wars films are their their collaborative filmmaking experiences. If Lord and Miller want to do their own thing and their own jam, then like there are lots of projects that absolutely require that. Uh, they were attached to the flash at one point and hopefully they'll go back to it because it doesn't have a director right now and the DCEU is in sore need of voices like theirs uh, attached to it. Star Wars doesn't really need it. Um, I, I think that I think that Star Wars is is kind it's kind of its own thing. I, we've kind of we've talked about it before. I think Star Wars is its own genre. Right. Uh-huh. It's not sci fi. It's not fantasy. It's space opera, but it's also, you know, it's the it's the Buck Rogers Flash Gordon. It's also John Carter. It's also uh, it's it's also, you know, I, I like the the sort of adventure pulp comic. It's it's kind of everything, but it's its own thing. Like it's it's so many things together. It becomes original. Um, yeah. It's got the Japanese samurai uh, uh, DNA in it. It's got the Western. It's it's got everything, mm-hmm. um, and and so it's 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 its own genre. And I think that Rogue One proved that that within the concept of like a a war movie, it was still a Star Wars film. Uh, and if they were doing something that was moving this film away from that aesthetic or ideology then that's a problem right mm-hmm. that's it's an issue and there are two solutions to that problem they get back on track focus and and work towards the uh, the goal that's been set in front of them by their bosses at the end of the day the people that you're working for and you knew what you were doing when you signed on. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you part ways. And if you part ways, then that's fine. If that becomes something that, uh, that, you know, like basically I'm of the mind that, uh, if what is reported to have happened happened, they didn't give Kathleen Kennedy a choice. Right. And so she had to remove their choice. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I it, Kathleen Kennedy is 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 I uh, is I would say about seventy five percent business, twenty five percent fun, right? Yeah. Oh And, for sure. and yeah. that there's nothing wrong with that. That's what you need at the helm of something as as monolithic as Lucasfilm and Star Wars. I. Uh, and the story group is there as well. And look, you think that, that she didn't sit down with every last person that she could use as a resource and say, what do I do? What am I going to do here? You think that she just sat in her office and went, I'm kind of sick of these guys. I'm going to fire them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I guarantee you that it was not an easy decision to come to because if this is a bad business move to make. Uh, unless you are forced with no other choice, right? Um, Right. I'm sure that the movie that they would have made would have been a great movie. I think it, and this is the same stuff that I said about Edgar Wright with Ant-Man. I'm sure that Edgar Wright's version of Ant-Man would have been awesome. I'm sure it would have been an awesome movie. I'm sure it probably would have been better than the version that we got. But would it have been a part of the MCU? Right? Would it have fit tonally with Iron Man and Avengers and Thor and Captain America and even Guardians of the Galaxy, like? Mm-hmm. And that's another perfect example. Like, like people people automatically jump to that Marvel, uh, uh, comparison. And what I say to that is, look at James Gunn. James Gunn is an auteur. He knows how to make his movies, and I. Uh, he is so talented and so visionary that he knows how to make his movie within the confines of the marvel production machine and i think that when you look at ryan johnson and the star wars that he's pumping out like like what did we say about the last jedi trailer it looks unlike any other star wars movie that's come before right mm. It has moments in it. In that teaser, the the rocks levitating, uh, sort of as as Ray meditates there, and um, those those incredible shots of her, i uh, uh, training on the on the side of the cliff, and uh, and and just you know s- some of those like grittier, darker, uh, shots, they are they're completely new yet entirely familiar. So there you've got Ryan Johnson, who again is an auteur, who is a a, a prolific, uh, filmmaker working within the confines of the machine that is Lucasfilm. And that's what you got to do. And it's a delicate balance and it's a difficult thing, but films are a collaborative medium. Uh, I, I, I try not to pull this card out too often because it makes me sound a little bit pretentious, but I went to film school, so I might not have professional experience with with this, but I do have practical experience with making movies and, and making mistakes, uh, making similar mistakes of like, no, I want to do it this way. That's the way I'm going to do it. And I'll tell you the times that... I stood my ground and did it my way, as opposed to listening to the other people around me who might have more experience or might know better about this one specific scenario than I do. Uh, Those, those moments didn't come out very good. (laughs) They, they were failures, but the moments where I listened to my collaborators, I worked with my team and I, and I, borrowed strengths and assets from other people who are more experienced than me. The, the, and that's, this isn't just filmmaking. This is everything I've done in my life. That is where you create awesome stuff. And if Lord and Miller were, were not, um, playing within the confines that, that they, that they signed up for and, and wanting to stand their ground and do it their own way. Um, even though that way is not Star Wars, you know, as as prescribed by Lawrence Kasdan and Kathleen Kennedy, who, uh, you know, I mean, like we got, we've only got two movies out so far, but but we've got a third one on the on the way, and mm. I think that most Star Wars fans would agree, they're doing a pretty good job, they're doing mm. a pretty solid job of making new star wars and uh and and as i as i sort of said before if you throw star wars rebels in there as well i you know like they've been making a lot of really great star wars so yeah, yeah sure you know uh, i i mean hell we're going to talk about freemaker adventures eventually on this episode <laughs> if you look at freemaker adventures especially this the 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 actual first episode of the season i i, I what's it called trouble on tibalt
0: no the first one's called the new home
1: well i the, the first real episode because the new home was oh, just the, yeah. the the mini right. episodes all stitched together trouble on, yeah trouble, trouble on tibalt yeah. is actually some really great star wars now mm-hmm. it has a slightly different tone because it is lego star wars so they are allowed to play a little bit more but that said, the parts of it that are that 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 contain the Star Wars DNA in Trouble on Tilbalt are Star Wars. They're Star Wars through and through. There were some moments, and we'll talk about it. We're going to talk about it in depth, but there were some moments where I like caught myself and went, "Is this Freemaker Adventures? What is this Star Wars Rebels? Is this just a Star <laughs> Wars movie? Like, what's going on right now?" Because uh, these space battles are incredible, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, you know, like there is, there is so much room for them to do their thing. I think that they really, really had to step outside and they really, really had to go rogue, uh, pun sort of intended, uh, yeah. in order, in order for them, for it to get this far, uh, so, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see who's going to come in and finish the job. Um, you know, a lot of people are throwing around a lot of names. I've heard Dave Filoni get thrown at it. And I'm kind of sitting here going, like, uh, you guys, uh, Dave's working on the new Lucasfilm animation yeah. project. Yeah. We don't want to take him away from that. I, I. And, and actually, you know, like uh, well, more on that at the end of the episode, uh, it's something I want to float by, uh, Matt, if, you, as well as our listeners <clears throat> towards the end of the episode. Uh, yeah. but it's kind of not news. It's not recap, but it's just something I'm, I'm thinking about. Um, yeah. and it has to do with, with Dave Filoni and, and that stuff, okay. but Dave's Dave's too busy. He can't he can't pick up the 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 torch and and do this. And I think that Dave has his own ideas. And and uh, I think that there's a project that deserves his touch. That uh, hopefully one day we'll get. Um. Uh, and and so like let's just save him for
0: that. You know. I uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I. Since hearing it last night, I was kind of—I've been thinking about it a little bit. I, I would go back and forth. And my, my initial reaction is like what I said earlier: was like, what the heck is going on? Like, I started thinking about, you know, JJ. He initially didn't even want to do a Star Wars movie. And they kind of talked him into it. Then with uh, Rogue One, there was 40% of the thing reshot, And then, you know, the Josh Trank and that whole Boba the Boba Fett fiasco. Yeah. And then now you have this. I'm like, what the heck is going on in Lucasfilm? But then then you start thinking about it, you know, because at first you're like, I was excited to see a Lord and Miller movie and you start thinking about it, talking to you just now and hearing some of your points, starting to think, you know what, you're right about um, Lawrence Kasdan. This dude knows Han Solo. This guy, he wanted to take him out back in, what was it, Return of the Jedi. Not that taking out is great writing. It's just the fact that he was brave enough to go, hey, let's take this character and do what, like Harrison said, he needs to sacrifice. We need to build some yeah. some tension, like they talked about. So he's not afraid to do to do things like that. So then, I, you know, I'm starting to think, okay, that's I'm kind of starting to favor in the side of Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy and Lawrence Kasdan because, like you said, he's he knows what he's doing with Han He knows how to write this. In fact, they've been talking about he could even, you know, small chance, but even he could come in and finish directing this thing. Yeah. I've heard some names of. Joe Johnson coming back, even Ron Howard has been thrown around. So a lot of these established guys that that have been around, kind of just to kind of steer that ship in the right direction and, and get it to the get it to port uh without any more damage, you know what I mean? Not bringing somebody new. So um over the last few hours, yeah, I've have kind of calmed down a little bit. I, they're gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Um at first I was like a little bit panicked, like, man, this is this is bad news, especially when you think about it, Mike you got to think like they all went together, all the writers and the story group and the directors, they, they all agreed upon this script. Right. Yeah. And then they're directing this thing and are you know, everybody's acting on everything's going on for the last, what, four months or whatever it's been. And then all of a sudden now it's just like, now you're going to cut the cord when things are almost done. Like, it's just bizarre. Like how many movies have gone this far? And then they've decided to, yeah. you know, ax directors. So, Again, at first I was a little a little worried about it, but now after thinking about it for a day and, and talking out a little bit, it's like, you know what, they're going to be okay. Um, put the trust in, in Lawrence Kasdan and, and his writing ability. Because like you said, what he did with Han and Force Awakens, that was some great stuff. So uh, I'm not too worried about it now. I think we're going to be fine. So um, yeah, just, it was some crazy news. I mean, and here's the thing look what's happened to some of these DC properties that have come out and they haven't had maybe the courage or they just didn't do it in time or whatever. Like Lucasfilm doesn't mess around with stuff like this. If it's not going to be what they feel is the best possible product, mm-hmm. they'll do stuff like this. They'll fire people, you know, months, probably weeks or days away from finishing shooting. And they're going to let people go and like, Hey, we'll bring somebody else to, to write the ship and do what kind of we want to do. So, um definitely not a um easy transition out it sounds like this thing when you get when you read that variety article mike it does sound like there was a little bit of tension there and it's just like hey you know what forget it you know we're we want to do it this way kathleen's like nope i'm in charge yeah. you're out so whoa man it's big stuff man it's it's crazy news and it's like i hope this thing is like with the cast they got i mean everything was just sounding pretty damn good. You know what I mean? With the cast they had assembled and the way all Alden Erdereck, he came out and he nailed the audition the first time. They looked at a thousand other actors, but he's the one that, that kind of impressed him from the beginning. So a lot of, you know, bringing in Woody Harrelson and all these other actors and um, the guy who was playing uh, Lando. Um, Donald, Glover. Yeah. Donald Glover. Yeah. I mean, him, he looked like he was killing it. So everything was pointing to it's going to be pretty, looks like it was going to be a pretty good movie, which I still think it's going to be. But this little hiccup, we'll see how this turns out, man. This is going to be interesting when this movie comes out and we can come back on this and go, you know, let's look at the difference on on what would have happened and what the ultimate product was. So it's it'll be interesting to see uh, when this thing comes out and maybe if we hear some stories later on down the line of what actually happened. But, wow, some crazy stuff. I got some – it was blowing up the internet. I mean, everybody's talking about this. Everybody's got their theories and yeah. – but, uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, and and we did hear some things, which, which was crazy, too, um, not to be a total downer. But, man, you hear about what Carrie Fisher and what was going on with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. Talk yeah. about some demons. Whew. Yeah. We don't have to get into that. But, uh, man, with all the stuff that she had to look forward to, and, and it's one of those things that it just always boggles my mind, man. I just – I don't understand it and yeah
1: i think it's difficult it's difficult for guys like you and i to uh to to relate to a story like that but um but obviously Mm -hmm. you know uh, anybody who knows anything about carrie knows that you know she put up with some stuff she dealt with some stuff yeah maybe didn't always make the best decisions but she always kind of owned that um and uh and it you know it's 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 unfortunate, but it's I uh, you know I I think that 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 Billy Lord kind of put it the best, which is you yeah know, she it's something she struggled with her entire life. She owned and, up to it, yeah, 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 and I yeah. uh, and and eventually it is, you know, it's it's what we lost her to, and and that that sucks, but um, I think the most important thing to do is. Um, kind of learn from it you know mm-hmm. i right. i really kind of you know I, I i if 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 her story can can end up you know influencing a person to uh make a different choice then i think that uh, that that's that's an important story to tell right so
0: yeah, yeah. it's one of those
1: things i wrestle with you know like how much do we talk about yeah, about it because you know I don't want to be part of the entertainment weekly, <laughs> you know yeah. I I you know e talk sort of I uh, echo chamber nonsense of of gossiping about about somebody else's personal life, but um, Carrie was always very open about her struggles and so i think that that the best thing to do is is you know have open and honest conversations about it uh and and not not shy away from the from the ugly parts from the messy parts um Mm -hmm. but most importantly to kind of have a have a bit of a sense of humor about it and and i think most importantly compassion right and and kind of look at it as as uh, what it is, which is a, you know, a, a, a disease, a, a, a sickness, and, and I, 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 I think, I think you know, like at the end of the day, kind of tragic, I, I, end of that story, and it was kind of the thing that I was hoping wouldn't come out at the by the end of the the, you know, you know, with the coroner's report and stuff like that, but. That's the that's the situation. That's what it is. And you got to kind of kind of have to accept it. It's really difficult to accept. It was hard enough to accept uh, her her passing in the first place. And then, you know, kind of uh, the the thing that you fear the most. Um, I think being a Star Wars fan, it this happened when the announcement of, of Lord Miller leaving the Han Solo project. Uh, It came out is that, I, you know, I have this instant gut reaction of great. Now I have to defend this (laughs) to all of these random people who don't know Star Wars like I know Star Wars, you know, and and these people who are going to going to make offhand comments, um, uneducated comments. And it's that same sort of thing of like, and now I have to. I, I, we have to we have to put up with it we have to listen to people say uh disparaging things about Carrie Fisher which um which I think I you know like that that kind of kind of hurts a little bit because yeah. she's you know I, I, she'll always be royalty to us right so oh yeah mm-hmm. regardless of her own yeah. personal demons that that it doesn't change that fact that it, for me personally for me, the, the person that Carrie Fisher was I uh, was stronger than the character of Princess Leia um, mm. and I think that that's one of those things that you only really they, they you only really get if you experience her um, in person <laughs> if you yeah. can feel that energy and I had the privilege of seeing her in person twice that's mm. both at a Star Wars celebration um, and the second time from not that far away so nice. I you know you kind of you kind of get that you you get the you get the vibe you get the sense and you get the that energy that that i think is missing in in on-screen appearances um mm-hmm. yeah
0: and well yeah. you know what yeah we'll, we'll get to look forward to, to seeing her in episode eight and, yeah. and the story that uh, involves her in episode eight and potentially what happens in episode nine so i'm looking forward to that well that'll be a uh, fun to uh, to see what they do with that particular character, so I'm looking yeah, forward to for that. Sure. So we'll think about the good stuff, but other than that, man, anything else before we talk about some free makers?
1: No, let's jump into it. Let's let's talk.
0: Let's free do it. Makers. So so here's the thing. I, I just want to say too before we actually get into this episode, like, hey, um, you know, a di- what a difference a year makes. I mean, we mm-hmm. started covering this as uh, when we talked about this, kind of as like, hey, let's do some of the summer. Hey, we got free makers. Yeah. Let's check it out. So we did that, and I tell you what, man. After that first season, everybody started talking about it. I mean, there's actually a dedicated uh, podcast to this actual show now. Um, John Marie does it. Uh, she actually filled in. Uh, I think it was for you, Mike, on one of the Rebels pod- yep. uh, podcasts I did. Yeah, so, she did. Yeah, yeah. so Star, Star is, Scavengers is their show. Star uh, Scavengers. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So. Yeah, this thing kind of took off. Like I said, man, what a difference, man! Everybody's talking about this now, and everybody's having, you know, all the Star Wars websites are starting yeah. to cover it a little bit more. So that's a great thing. And I wish uh, I wish, season, I wish yeah, they would cover
1: it just a little tiny bit more. I, I wish yeah. that it got just a little bit more credit than it gets. Yeah. But but yeah. yeah oh, definitely, sure.
0: definitely. Yeah, and and so we obviously decided to cover this second season as well and it, yeah. the schedule was kind of odd like you texted me the other day like hey it's coming out i'm like oh crap here it's cool and then all of a sudden oh wait a minute we get an episode or two and then we have to wait another month so yeah this, this bizarre scheduling that but we said hey what the heck we'll watch it and we'll talk about it this week and uh two episodes one called the first one was called a new home um and we're going to take this obviously different than we do the rebels podcast we kind of go really deep a, Mike, you just wanted to kind of just go like an overview of some of our favorite parts, maybe, and just talk about some of the things that happened.
1: Yeah, yeah. So let's start with a new home. Uh, okay. Let's get into that, at which actually ended up being—I um, don't know—maybe other people knew that this was going to be the case, but uh, but it was kind of news to me. Um, I it, it the the mini episodes that were released back on uh, May the fourth. I were actually this first episode a new home but like sort of diced up into those little bite-sized episodes mm-hmm. little, right. little three to five minute episodes so right. um i was a little disappointed when i sat down to watch the first episode uh the other night and discovered oh wait uh, i've actually already watched all this <laughs>
0: um yeah you know what before you do that mike back yeah. up just a minute and just for you know we're coming into the second season. The last season ended with, yeah. you know, this fight, this fight for the the Kyber Saber, yes. and it was Nare, you know, Rowan, and you had the Emperor all involved in this thing. And ultimately, um Rowan got it back, and then he, like he says in this episode, he throws it into a, uh, a pool of a lava, lava. Yeah, pool of lava. So there goes the Kyber Saber. But our first season um was all about introducing us to the Freemakers, who they were, uh and then seeing this kid Rowan, who's kind yeah. of drawn by the kyber saber and and ultimately going to the force here and becoming a jedi and in the fight for the kyber saber and now that's done here we are they're actually starting with a new home um it starts with the freemakers joining like the rebel fleet and home one and meeting admiral akbar in the very beginning there so that's kind of how we're we're going into this go ahead mike you're gonna yeah so
1: so the first episode was all those little mini episodes but we haven't covered those yet so we can talk about it a little bit um, but there's I don't know that there's a lot of meat in that in the first episode a new home. I, I think that the story right. really starts in trouble on Tibalt oh, uh, yeah. but a new home has some good moments in it it's definitely got uh, it's sort of it's sort of one one story for each of the four main characters um, yeah. and then sort of one where they work together at the end so uh, right. uh, yeah here I'm gonna bring up here these are the these were the 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 titles of the four mini episodes so home one the freemakers prove their worth to the rebellion with cordy's amazing bartering skills which was a really showcasing the the sort of uh, comedic uh, humor uh, side of the show um with cordy I, I wheeling and dealing and bartering up from i i what a calm gasser, uh, all the way up to, uh, to the, the boys is this, like a power cell or something that they need. I can't remember, but <clears throat> it was a great, great little sort of like glimpse into that character. So if you didn't watch season one, what a great introduction to Cordy, um, and then thrown into battle, which is a great title, which yeah. is the, uh, the mini episode about Roger, uh, trying to, um, he's trying to ingratiate himself with the rebel fleets, uh, droid community, um, by building oh, yeah. them a, after accidentally blowing them up, <laughs> right. he, uh, he tries to build them a, a droid buffer, like basically a, 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 car wash for, for droids. Um, mm-hmm. and he builds this thing as, as sort of, I think he's got his, he's got, it was got the headphones on or whatever, or, or is, uh, uh, yeah, I his know, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like, like work, like safe site safety, sort of, uh, uh, I, I earmuffs, earmuffs, yeah. um, yeah as he's working away building this thing and as this is happening uh the the empire uh has found the rebel fleet and they're sort of like they're battling the fleet trying to survive and uh, and and keep all the the ships in the in in the the space air um and uh and roger is totally totally out to lunch but then uh he ends up saving the day by accidentally launching himself Right, He's out of home one off, yeah. yeah i <laughs> and through the the uh, shield generator on one of the uh, the on the star destroyer that was attacking so there's a it was a good moment um and then uh rowan's secret adventure where rowan ends up accidentally inside the tail gunner seat of uh, of the y-wing with uh with a new character yeah I, I i
0: lieutenant valeria
1: lieutenant valeria yeah thank you yeah. um who i uh, great addition um lieutenant valeria the the leader of blue's blue squadron um now blue squadron is the squadron from rogue one but yeah uh, blue right. squadron doesn't make it out of rogue one uh, and as far as we know they all they all because uh, blue squadron is the squadron that goes down to the surface so, uh, right. once they're down there, I don't think that, that, uh, any, if, uh, uh, many, if any of them, uh, managed to make it out, but I, I, you know, I, th- this is sort of the legacy of blue squadron, I think is, is, uh, Lieutenant Valeria, um, mm-hmm. Which, this is always the thing with Freemaker Adventures. This is where the show starts to get interesting, right? And uh, there's a YouTube channel explaining Star Wars that... uh, Or Star Wars Explained, sorry. um, That did an episode, Is It Canon? About Lego Freemaker Adventures. And, uh, you know, I still think that there's a little bit of debate around this. uh, And in my opinion, I'll say that, um, that it is... I would say... The events as depicted in Lego Star Wars: The Freemaker Adventures, as far as I'm concerned, are about, depending on the episode, sixty to seventy percent canon. Um, I think obviously some of the characters. Well, what's the line?
0: What's the line they use? I, what, what's I, the line they use? Like they say it's like it's it's not canon, but it's in. God, what was they? I think called it Glass, Like it's in the it's in the universe still or whatever. In continuity. I you know, mean like it's yes yeah, so, yeah it's in continuity yeah yeah like that, so, so
1: that that's how i feel about it is that like the freemakers are real characters from the star wars universe um they are uh expanded universe characters so they are not saga characters they are not star wars story characters but this is one of the many things going on in the galaxy at the time the way it's depicted in Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures, is no different than the way that uh, Lego Star Wars 3, the Clone Wars, depicts the Clone Wars characters in a Lego Star Wars video game. So, like, are the Lego Star Wars versions of Anakin, Ahsoka, and Obi-Wan not Anakin, Ahsoka, and Obi-Wan? No, of course they're not. They are absolutely Anakin, Ahsoka, and Obi-Wan, but they're the, the Lego Star Wars versions, right? And and so the world takes on those attitudes. And and when you think of it that way, the greatest thing about Freemaker Adventures is that you reverse engineer that. The Freemaker Adventures are real characters, which means that there was this kid Jedi in training who was so close. We're kind of jumping ahead to yeah. trouble into a little bit here, but so close to revealing to Luke Skywalker that he was a Jedi. Um, <laughs> yeah. But obviously didn't get the opportunity. And, uh, and you've got characters like Lieutenant Valeria and blue squadron who we might not see in the movies, but you know, like now these characters exist, right? This is no different to me then uh, Hera, being a character who is introduced in a new dawn, and and uh, I, a main character in Star Wars Rebels, gets a cameo shout out in Rogue One, and is now a character on Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures, mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: which takes place chronologically between Empire and Jedi. Uh, so that that to me says like Hera was absolutely at the Battle of Endor in some respect or <laughs> involved yeah. or something to that effect, right? Um, I think the most interesting thing is where's the rest of the Ghost crew? But you know Chopper shows up. Chopper was in that previous one I just yeah, talked about it. the the yeah. um, the the yeah. uh, thrown into battle mini episode he's he's actually he's actually featured fairly prominently because at the end of the episode both he and and roger end up uh, testing out the the droid buffer again and get launched mm-hmm. into space again oh right um but yeah like like these characters exist in the star wars universe now and and what that means is that like they are part of the story they are there for the story group to use And the moment that I'm really excited for is the moment in the comics or in a novel or something like that, where we finally get to, you know, see these characters outside of the context of Lego Star Wars, right? I think Lieutenant Valeria is perfect for that. I think that that's a character that you could actually like, like feature prominently in a story. Like, I, I... I don't know a really cool example of that could be putting like what if Lieutenant Valeria shows up in battlefront two, right? Because we know that battlefront two is going to take place sort of around the time of return of the Jedi leading and then like filling in the gap between then and the force awakens. So, you know, might we see Inferno squad go up against blue squadron? Maybe. Uh, that's it's a possibility, and that's the point, right? If somebody in the s- story group turns to somebody else and goes, "Hey, you know what would be really cool?" <laughs> they said, "You know, like let's put, you know, I an X-wing squadron in here. Let's put a, a a rebel squadron in here. What if we made it Blue Squadron from FreeMaker Adventures, and we introduced Lieutenant Valeria to a wider audience through that? Yeah. Or, you know, like." What if we find out that Rowan was part of the, the new Jedi Order? What if, what if in a, a, a force back of some kind in, in The Last Jedi, we see a couple of characters and they leave just the faintest shred of evidence that one of those characters was Rowan Freemaker, right? That would be awesome. You know, uh, that's the that's sort of the best part of the story group and the best part of watching something like Freemaker Adventures is that we can have these these great comedic adventures with these characters, but then maybe just maybe there's room for them in in the larger Star Wars saga. So, um, yeah. mm-hmm. all of that back to to the to the story of uh, of of Rowan's secret adventure. Uh, he basically. <laughs> oh, yeah is in the ship and, uh, and, uh, uh, Lieutenant Valeria doesn't realize that it's him back there. And, and they, uh, they save the day. They, they, they do their they thing. They, the yeah. They, yeah. they take out, uh, uh, uh um, an Imperial base. Uh, by, uh, using an exposed <laughs> exhaust port, um, yet again,
0: yes. <laughs> so, two meters wide. I wonder. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. there's a
1: good joke about that in the episode that I really enjoyed. Um, and then, uh, and then we've got Xander Freemaker, superstar pilot guy, again, introducing us to, to reintroducing us to, to, uh, Xander Freemaker, um, and his ugly. And, uh, and, and huh. he, I, I, Lieutenant Valeria doesn't, won't let him join the, uh, blue squadron because, uh, they don't have a ship for him, but. Xander right. has his own ship, the Blazemaker, right? So the Blazemaker,
0: yeah. yeah. And
1: I, uh, I, but you know, it 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 needs some guns. So they uh, they they put every gun available on this ship, yeah, and uh, it's was, pretty effective uh, right. for a for a hot minute uh, before um, the the, uh, the 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 secret weapon overheats <laughs> yep. the entire ship and he explodes.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. But no. yeah, this was a pretty good
0: one. Yeah, and I think it was funny too to see him, like you said, she's like, "There's no guns in the thing. Like you can't be a, you know, fighter pilot mm-hmm. fight if you don't have any guns on the thing." So you put all the guns on there, and it it was kind of funny watching it because it, it had trouble taking off. Yeah, you
1: know? yeah. And it finally gets to the it's end kind of the run, right? it, kind of falls
0: yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was pretty funny stuff yeah. on this on this particular. I, I didn't even watch the um, the shorts cuz I was waiting for the uh the episodes. There was four of them you said? A uh, five. Five. four of them It the whole show. Yeah, it's the
1: whole episode. Um oh, cuz okay. okay. the final one is Beware the Gamorian Flu, which is the one where they they uh pretend to have the Gamorian Flu in order right. to get the the that component, the power cell for for it turns out Lando and Chewbacca um mm-hmm. Which was a great moment, and and again, that's what places it between Empire and Jedi is that Lando and Chewbacca are out in the galaxy trying to catch up to Boba Fett before he takes Han to to Jabba, um, and uh, I, there was a last season right was the moment when they they got back the 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 thing for Lando and it turned out that it was it was Lando's clothes. So like they,
0: Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, they made the joke
1: of like, finally, <laughs> I can, my, the, my clothes, I can get changed. And because he was wearing Han's outfit. Um, yeah. I, yeah. So it was, it was fun for them to acknowledge in an actual star Wars property that Lando was stealing Han's clothes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, so a great, great, another, uh, cameo from Lando and Chewbacca. Um, luke made a, a, a quick cameo in trouble on Tybalt, uh um, right. and uh and we also got to see i uh, oh man what's what was his name the 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 commander, the the
0: commander yeah so yeah at the end it was it was plum striker and um lieutenant uh, derpin derpin yeah that's right derpin and
1: plum striker um, yeah. Great characters yeah. from season one who just keep running into the freemakers. and every time they do, uh, you think that uh, they that they're gonna get demoted. <laughs> right but they right. end up getting promoted and that's the, exactly what Durpin doesn't want he wants to just like <laughs> yeah. he wants a low-key position in the empire because <laughs> important positions put you in prime lightning slash choking territory right. and that's not what he wants he just wants a low-key he just wants to do his job he's not he's not about this whole uh you know imperial domination uh, agenda he's just uh he's kind of he's kind of like a like a retail store manager you know yeah <laughs> he's, right he's just trying and, to and do his job and get through day to day and how you yeah. can't really blame him
0: you know no and it's funny too because it's voiced by a richard kind who yeah. he just the voice of that character just matches so perfectly with yeah. the way he is you know what i mean like he just wants yeah. to be the low level i don't do anything guy yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure um, don't, don't get noticed because so, when you get noticed, yeah, you
1: get forced joked.
0: You get forced joked. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, as far as this particular episode, I mean, when you see it all together instead yeah. of in the, the five chopped up, um, some of the things that stood out to me was uh, going back to the beginning is um, the emperor saying, you know, he wants to find Rowan freemaker that's his whole mission right now and ricky, that's what ricky freemaker oh he calls him ricky right yeah that's right right and and that's what ultimately kind of um kind of backbar. he's like i know i wanted to work with you guys when i know the emperor wants you yeah so yeah
1: <laughs> the hollow of the emperor being like being like yeah bring me the freemakers yeah yeah
0: that's and that's kind of the beginning there we talked about rowan he kind of builds up the story about about the kyber saber and yeah, every, you know everybody's listening intently and all of a sudden and I just threw it in a lava and everybody's like, Oh man, okay, yeah, what else can you uh, <laughs> do? <laughs> yeah. And then they, they make comment about uh I love the line about the spare parts pile. There's like four things in there. You yeah. know, like that's all the parts they have was just yeah. four little little doodads there. And then you talk about that new character, Lieutenant Blair, voiced by Yvette Nicole Brown, who most people probably know her from community. I kind of know her from just a lot of different things. She kind of just shows up in in a bunch of different things here and yeah. there, and and even on the Talking Dead, she's a lot on the Talking Dead. If anybody watches the Walking Dead, yeah, she's Dead a really big
1: Walking, big Walking Dead fan, so she shows yeah. up on there a lot. Yeah.
0: So that because I'm I'm listening to that character, I'm like, geez, I know that voice, and I immediately went to like IMDb. I got I gotta find out that this is. I didn't I oh, didn't know yeah. that,
1: and now that you say yeah. it, it's like, oh yeah, of course, of course, yeah.
0: Um, Cause yeah, it's just I think one of, those, one of those things. Yeah,
1: fantastic character. I love the I, the idea that the, uh, the, the leader of Blue Squadron is uh, is a woman. Uh, that's really cool. Um, and it's it's I think it's also like there are there are things that the story group brings to Star Wars that um, I'm going to say George was a little bit lacking in. Um, and I don't think that it was intentional. I think that it was just, you know, he was writing from his point of view and his point of view might have been a little bit lacking, but it's really cool to see uh, f- from where I sit, my personal opinion, and I know that there are some Star Wars fans that don't agree with this, but I think the, uh, the, the move to make more prominent uh, female characters in Star Wars uh, is a great one. And I think that even even on something like Free Maker adventures, it is, it is a great decision to not only make her a woman, but also a person of color. Uh, and, and in a prominent position within the rebellion, um, mm-hmm. not just, not just an unnamed pilot, but a named character who has a command and has agency and is important to the story. And, uh, I, um, has has an authority uh, uh to the character and and i think that event nicole brown that is like that is, now that i know that that's who's voicing lieutenant valeria it's like yeah of course because that's right. perfect casting because valeria kind of has is, this yeah. she's kind of cocky but like not in not in like the han solo way but just in sort of the the like like look we get the job done kind of way right like like right. let's let's go blow up some tie fighters right like yeah um, oh, yeah. and, and so that, that sort of, that sort of, uh, uh, self-assured attitude, I think is really cool. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to talk a lot more on rebels podcast about, uh, uh, female characters and that sort of thing. When we get to, to forces of destiny later this summer, um, and actually, uh, Jonah Marie of star scavengers, uh, and, and many other podcasts, she's all over the place. Uh, she's actually going to be joining me. I, I uh, the two of us are going to, going to dig into those episodes as those, uh, come out later this summer. Um, we'll do good, sort dude, of like uh, a couple of special episodes dedicated to that. But I just, as, as, uh, the, the father of a, of a young girl, uh, uh, a baby girl at the moment, I, I am just, I'm so happy that Lucasfilm, and the story group are making this effort to introduce these characters. Um, you know, we've got we've got uh, Lieutenant Valeria and Freemaker Adventures. We've got um, oh man, I just had her name. Uh, the and then it just fell out of my head. Um, Not right. Talk about Freemaker. No, Iden is it's Iden. I think it's Iden. Oh, from uh, Battlefront from, 2. from Battlefront Two, uh, from yeah. Inferno Squad, which I think is going to be bigger than just battlefront 2 i and you know like right now there's plans for like the novel and the game um but i feel like this is a character that's going to become um Mm -hmm. a very big deal i think that that this is like a this is like a mara jade i i kyle katarn level character who's going to become you know she, she's going to start as a as a as an EU character and become a very prominent character in the Star Wars fandom. Uh, mm-hmm. I guarantee that the next Star Wars celebration there will be tons and tons of cosplayers. Um, but yeah, I I. Oh, well, sure. yeah. But yeah, I just I love I love the direction that Lucasfilm is taking Star Wars in regards to that. And I think that it's it's kind of long overdue. Um, I think that the prequels should have had a little bit more of that. Um, there's some great characters in, in the prequels and a lot of great female characters that came out of the prequels, but they were all sort of explored either on Clone Wars or in the comics or novels. And some of those characters are incredible, and some of those characters are, are, are some of my favorites uh, from the prequels. But uh, And obviously, Clone Wars did a great job of... of, of creating some strong female characters um before the the disney takeover but um mm-hmm. but post post disney and post story group i uh, i think that they're doing an even better job um yeah and I, they do love have, this voice yeah go ahead, go ahead. Uh, yeah they, they don't always need to be the main character it doesn't always need to be Ray no, or yeah. or Jin. it can be lieutenant valeria or you know um you know even cordy More cordy cordy yeah um and uh let's jump into uh, trouble on tibble uh um,
0: yeah yeah i just say just to finish up on yeah, a couple of things that 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 i enjoyed as well was um you know we found out cordy she uh like you said earlier she's kind of like this person who's able to do a lot of bartering and trading that's what she's good at and it was funny when they were on Tatooine, you see the you know, it's like Rowan and, and Roger, they're caught up with the Sarlacc pit while she's yeah. trying to do some bartering. Um, Roger, I marked down, hey Roger gets a medal. even it kind of it's kind of an in-joke, like even Roger gets a medal now and not Chewie. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um when Lieutenant Valeria's doing her briefing, um, you see a bunch of like the, the the pilot's hands raised and she says, like, yes, they the the base has a thermal exhaust port just like the Death Star. So I thought was a pretty yeah. funny line you'd see it with all their hands raised like oh, okay good it does um, and then uh, there was one other thing to that a bunch of stuff I mean there's a lot of just funny things in this one I didn't think this one as was as funny as some of the stuff we saw in season one or yeah. or the episode two but you know it's a solid little introduction into where the freemakers are now and uh, and where they're kind of going with the story so I had, a, I had I thought it was pretty good but trouble on tibault is is even better we'll get into that uh, you want to start getting into that mike
1: yeah for sure so trouble on tibault uh, i it, it's i uh, this is really the beginning of the season i think right um the beginning of the actual story so uh, the episode starts with rowan i uh, not really feeling his place in right. uh, in in this new uh, I rebel alliance um position that they found themselves in that the freemakers are in so I uh, you know uh, Xander and and Cordy and even Roger have all kind of found their jobs but but here's this kid Rowan is is fairly young so everybody's kind of like hey don't worry about it I got it no it's okay I'll, I'll do that and he's he's trying to find his place. And, uh, and, and he even, uh, tries to, to talk to Luke at one point and then, but, you know, right. Luke the empire that, yeah. shows up and Luke's got to jump in his X-wing and, and take off and save the day. Um, but, uh, but he is noticed by someone who has a, a particular affinity for pulling these wayward Jedi <laughs> out of the crowd. <laughs> That um, right yeah. you know it was one thing when she accidentally like sort of happenstance ran into Kane and Jarris and then and then you know ends up uh entangled with him and then and then you know a pattern starts to develop when she sees this Ezra Bridger kid and says oh maybe he could be useful but I uh, now it is a character trait for mm-hmm. her to see Rowan and say, that kid's got potential. He's clearly, you know, there's something special about him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that uh, that that uh, he fulfills his potential. And so she gives him a special assignment. Um, and uh, uh, first of all, it's awesome to see Hera uh, on the yeah. show. Yeah,
0: voiced by voiced, Vanessa Marshall. Yeah, so. Vanessa yeah. Marshall. yeah
1: for um, sure. And uh, she's got a she's got a spiffy new jacket um that i love uh mm. and uh she gives him the, this uh this special assignment on the the lowest uh level of of home one uh, and uh so rowan goes down there to find out what's up and we are reintroduced to a, a another character from star wars rebels uh yes. cory the the ship builder uh the ship yeah. designer and uh, the creator of the B wing. The creator of the B wing. Uh, the official yeah. canon creator of the B wing. So, yes. Um, Quarry, one of my favorite uh, characters created for Star Wars Rebels. Um, I love Quarry. I think the design is fantastic, and I love the kind of crotchety nature of him. And I, I but at the end of the day, he's he's a he's a good guy. So, I uh, you know he's uh, he's all about helping the heroes but uh, you know he's gonna do it by building an awesome spaceship so uh, yeah, uh, yeah. this kind of matches up with the freemakers and their mo of, of uh, uh, sort of scavenging uh, outer space for for starship parts and and building their own ships um, and I uh, <clears throat> I guess they kind of start off with uh, with, with a, a bit of a mission like it, it,
0: yeah, right. Well, if you go back to – there's actually yeah. a cold open to this too, Mike, as far as we actually – it colds open with, with, with Vader That's true. and the Emperor. Yeah, we, the have, we haven't even
1: talked about that side of it. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Go into that part.
0: Well, it, 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 like I said, it starts off uh, the second episode with um, – Yeah. Uh, just before you talked about with the Rebel fleet and, and, and Rowan and Luke, uh, of Vader and, and the Emperor. And Vader's like, hey, look at this. You know, they're, they're showing the Death Star too. And, uh, again, the Emperor's calling him Ricky, and and he calls him something else, too. I can't remember the other name he calls him instead of Rowan. But uh, there was some funny stuff between the... And this is the, the the stuff that I really love. Besides Plume Striker and Durpin, it's, it's Vader and the Emperor. And these two yeah. going at it sometimes, and the, and the in-jokes and the stuff that they, sh- they shoot at each other is so funny some, sometimes. And I, this opening was the same type of thing, where Vader says one thing, like, and the Emperor's like, yeah, yeah, You, I had the clip for it, too, and I was going to play it. But it was basically not what Vader was thinking. You know, the Emperor spouts off something like, uh, you know, it's to hunt down the Jedi, and we're going to be the masters of the universe. And Vader's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking, yeah. So yeah. Just, just the comedy between those two. And then, of course, we get introduced to his new, um, you know, last season he had Nare. This season he has his MOC, which Mike, I never knew. Like I, I build Legos and stuff. My kids build Legos all the time, but I never knew that the MOC meant my own creation. Yeah, I think you like told a, me that a while ago. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: a, it's a, it's sort of like a, a message board. Like I, I there, there's another acronym AFOL, which is adult fans of Lego. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. And so they, on, on online and that sort of thing, they they talk about. And it, this isn't just adults, but um, sort of in Lego communities, when you when you build your own uh, your own models, it's 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 an moc, my own creation. That's sort of the shorthand nice. for it. Um, <laughs> it's like on Deviant Art, uh, there's a there's a kind of a, a bit of a meme joke, uh, OC do not steal, which OC stands for original character. Um, oh, because there are people on Deviant Art that think that their 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 original Sonic the Hedgehog inspired characters are so genius that everybody else will want to uh, rip them off, but the, that's seldom the case. Uh, <laughs> uh. Um, but yeah, so it's that same sort of idea. It's just sort of this shorthand, and so it's their way of of uh, having a little inside joke to 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 the lego fans out there who are watching the show um but yeah moc he's a he's a droid and he's in a he's kind of an assassin droid but he's right. he's got a bit of this like sort of proper uh he's kind of an evil c-3po uh
0: it kind of reminded of, me a little of a, kind of a grievous c-3po mixture because he yeah he's you know. got
1: all the arms and stuff yeah right
0: yeah. yeah he's got he's got attachments coming out
1: of everywhere um and uh, and all sorts of little doodads and whatnot rocket launchers and laser blasters and uh as we see later in the episode a net thrower and all sorts of stuff yeah um but he is specifically designed to hunt down rowan freemaker and bring him to the emperor right because the emperor doesn't know yet that the uh that the, the kyber saber has been destroyed <laughs> so he's True. still he wants yeah. to find Roan Freemaker so that he can get the Kyber Saber and and uh, and and defeat the rebellion once and for all, right? But yeah. uh, not gonna happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was he was showing off uh, after after the first cold open. We get introduced to the MOC. Uh, we get some stuff with like you said the free, uh, the Rebel fleet comes in, yeah. um, and and this you know when Luke leaves you know the empire's coming in you mentioned it earlier about the space battle i mean was that space battle i mean that thing was that was was beautiful man i mean the b wings the a wings yeah. the x wings flying around i mean that thing looked like a movie at some point did you notice that they they
1: upgraded updated their their models yeah. and everything this season big time um there, there's yeah. a pretty significant jump and and i think you know i have to i I'm going to go back and check out an episode from season one and see, but I think that they changed the way that they're doing facial animations. Um, it's a little mm. bit more Lego movie style, um, or mm. maybe it was just a little bit more noticeable. Maybe they've just sort of cranked that up a little bit, but it feels mm. a, like the facial animations feel a little bit more stop motion-y. Um, yeah. uh, right. Sort of like less frames. And And in my opinion, it's sort of like... It's you're kind of you're kind of fake decreasing the quality to increase the quality it's to sort of increase the charm. Right. Um right. And uh, and and then there's sort of additional textures on things now um, mm-hmm. that the X-Wing models kind of have this great sort of gritty texture to them. Um, it's a F- Freemaker Adventures exists in that in that animated Lego Star Wars halfway between everything's made of bricks and there are non-brick elements um i would love to see a a lego star wars show or movie or something with the the engine that they use to do the the lego movie um and the the lego batman movie where everything is made of bricks but Mm -hmm. uh, but i think it's a little bit more painstaking i think it's a little bit a little bit harder to pull off yeah. um and they're trying they're kind of going for a different a different thing with this um but i i but yeah i i do think like the the animation definitely got an upgrade this season um and you know if, if hopefully we get a season three i they'll they'll continue to to pump that up a little bit
0: yeah I, just like get I better say- and better yeah, like I said, it just—I—I it, I, kind of rewound. It. I go, man, did I just see? It? I just watched it again, and just the animation of all—it looked like a Return of the Jedi, you know, Endor battle, space yeah. battle type thing. I mean, it was, it was fantastic. Guys. Yeah,
1: it's it beautifully choreographed and, yeah. and, and shot. Yeah, yeah really I, cool. I uh yeah, and, and you know, I, pun intended, light years better than season one. Um, huh. And, and yeah, season yeah. one was great. Like season one had great animation. It had uh the the comedy stuff down perfectly like the oh, timing okay. and and the the sort of slapstick humor was all perfect um and that's not that's not easy to do you know like that's a that's a specific skill set but they definitely ratcheted up the action this season um oh, they true. they've got it humming on a level that I'm going to say is kind of it's kind of close to star wars rebels uh, it's yeah, kind of yeah. nipping at the heels of that. I don't know if we're quite at the level of Clone Wars yet, because Clone Wars had some pretty incredible action. But you know, I, I, let's let's give it some time. Uh,
0: yeah, maybe... yeah, no, I, yeah. <laughs> I I just wanted to mention that because you mentioned it earlier about that space battle. Like, man, that was good. And then yeah, for sure. we get uh, the uh, the MOC shows uh, the Emperor. He's kind of showing uh, the Emperor Vader what he can do, and this, they have some you know cardboard cutouts of rebel soldiers or whatever and he's kind of going through them and i kind of like there's one scene where uh he's going for the last one and vader's using the force to kind of like move it around so he can't hit it so that was kind of funny uh seeing vader do that and you mentioned the the quarry thing getting introduced to quarry and then we go back to um the moc and he's kind of getting his downloading his data to go find rowan right and and he's downloading it and vader's like hey uh he's like watch what this guy can do and he's like yeah he's, he's he talks and makes a joke about his collating skills and that's yeah. how great he is you know was, oh yeah that was kind he's of a nice so little great. dig yeah. <laughs> yeah i thought that was pretty good so we see him do that and then he takes off and off to um and i can't remember the planet they were going to but it was basically a uh like there was a oh tobal duh yeah they're going to Tabalt. <laughs> uh because there was a i guess a battle on there and there's a bunch of um Parts and stuff that they can go, yeah. You know, uh, so, or whatever. so Ro- yeah,
1: Rowan's kind of been made Quarry's uh, uh, assistant or apprentice, um, right? To to help uh, to help Quarry with whatever the next you know sort of secret weapon of the Rebel Alliance is going to be, and uh, and and but first uh, Rowan's got to go with the Freemakers uh, on, with his, his brother and sister. On a, a, a scavenging mission to uh, Tybalt, and uh, and so they do. They head off, um, and they're sort of. Um, is it no? Is it before or after that? No, it's like at the end of the episode that he has his vision, right? Right, um, right. Yeah. So they they go to Tybalt, and uh, I. Little. MOC is already there. Do they know? Yeah. yeah. MOC has sort of like calculated the The probability that you know they're they're scavengers. This is where they're going to show up, and so uh, they. quote is it, Roger and, yeah, Roger and uh, I, Rowan are kind of out exploring, looking for for salvage, and right. uh, and they run into, uh, the MOC. into sure. MOC and and yeah. a little bit of a battle ensues, and right. uh, somebody forgot to put. Uh, a very integral piece of information in the file, because when uh, when MOC captures Rowan and is uh, is is, a, is sort of leaving the planet, escaping with him, um, Rowan pulls his lightsaber out and manages to escape from MOC. Easily escape, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, Easily, and MOC's yeah. a little, he's a little perturbed by this. He's kind of like, well, there was no lightsaber in the data file, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and right. so they have a little bit of a battle, a little bit of a one on one um and moc has the upper hand but thankfully the freemakers never roll alone uh squ- squad up never roll alone that was the uh no nope. the yep. uh, the motto for uh, uh, the the what was it uh, ghost recon wildlands yeah the video game, I, uh, okay. I some people might recognize that, uh, but uh, <laughs> but Rowan Rowan knows never roll alone. You always got to have your backup, and uh, and so I I, Cordy and uh, and Quarry managed to rig a, a, a wing to launch itself at MOC, and uh, right. and as they do, like Rowan kind of picks up on this as they're doing it. And uh, leaps out of the way, and and uh, and they manage to escape. Um, I get back in the ship and uh, and and get away. I, we haven't even talked about about the fact that uh, MOC's got this awesome sort of tie tie defender.
0: Yeah, looks like a tie defender. But yeah. but it's
1: yeah. but it's also customized. Like it's it's not exactly a tie defender it's similar because it's got the three wings and they're in the um they're definitely I sorry the defender has the three wings but the wings are more like a traditional um uh, tie fighter configuration so it's kind of like uh there's three like plain wings or sort of like boxing it but Mm -hmm. this ship MOC's ship has three wings but they're a little bit they're more like the tie is it is it the interceptor no like the striker is i think it's called the striker the one from row one the 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 atmospheric tie fighter that sort of just has like the daggers but they're not they're not parallel to each other they're kind of coming off of the ship so that's that's kind of what this is like only they're they're sort of all pointing in towards the the um the command pod, the cockpit on the, on his ship. Um, it's right. cool. It's a cool design. I like it. It's a, it's a, it's a nice Lego set. Um, but, uh, they escape, they get back to, to the rebel Alliance. Um, I don't know if they never necessarily got all that much salvage in the process, but, uh, I, they, they managed to escape and get back. And, uh, and, and at, it's at that point that uh, you know, later that evening as they're 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 sleeping, Rowan mm. has a vision right. of uh, of of the ship that that he needs to build. Um, right. and he sort of he, he has this vision he's floating in space and there's all these pieces, they all sort of come together uh, through the force to create this ship and then uh, the most important piece of this is that at the core of this ship uh, appears to be like i i'm pretty sure a kyber crystal right
0: that's what i'm thinking right i yeah. i thought that i'm like well are they going is that where they're going because they don't say it but the way it glows and everything that was going on and yeah. and him using the force and everything it's like i was gonna ask you the same thing is this is this the uh the kyber yeah he, so it
1: kind of like, the ship kind of comes together in the same way that when the 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 Padawans, in the Clone Wars, are building their lightsabers. Their lightsaber comes together, right? Uh-huh. So, sort of uh-huh. similar idea, and and this thing comes out. So this is kind of like Rowan's personal lightsaber, but it's a ship, and uh, and he wakes up and uh, and it's and and he just says the Arrowhead,
0: right? Yes. It's, so that's, that's the name of the arrowhead. ship,
1: um, and it's a very, very I love it.
0: I think it's a great design. Um, it's a very. At first, I thought it was a. I thought at first I thought it, he was making a hammerhead. Um, yeah, but then of course he says arrowhead and all that. So yeah, but it yeah, it's, has a it's, it's a
1: very, um, to me, it's got the star Wars feel to it, but it's a very sort of classic Lego spaceship to right. me. Um, it, it reminds me of a lot of like the Lego space type sets. Um, but then with a little bit of a star Wars twist to it. So I love it. It's a little bit of a pricey set cause it's kind of got a lot of pieces to it. So I don't, I, I kind of want to pick it up, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe one of these days I'll get it. Um, I, I have the star scavenger, so it might be a good companion right. to that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and and there there is also the scene at the end of the episode where uh, MOC makes it back to uh, the Emperor and reports that Rowan escaped, but uh, it wasn't his fault. the 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 data file was incomplete and did not include the fact that he had a lightsaber. Right. To which Palpatine uh, uh, inquires who put together the data file, and then zaps the guy. And in <laughs> I think the best line in the episode, oh,
0: easily, yeah.
1: Vader's like, Vader's like, does that does that make you feel better? And and Palpatine's like, you know, uh, yeah, a little bit, a, li- a little yeah. bit it does. <laughs> it's, it's that, that great. great this, this Palpatine, we said it a lot in season one. This Palpatine and the Palpatine from Robot Chicken are the same Palpatine. Oh, okay.
0: Absolutely yeah, exactly. the same,
1: Palpatine. I love it. It's so good. Yeah, um, yeah. That was
0: definitely the line of the of that yeah, particular episode. Sure. Loved it. Yeah. But
1: yeah, so so that is that is the premiere. So now we have we sort we've got our new threat, MOC, and he's out there hunting down Rowan FreeMaker. And then we have uh, we've got the MacGuffin for for this season, and that mm-hmm. is the Arrowhead. They're gonna yeah, right. obviously have to find the components to build this uh this ship that that rowan saw in his vision so we'll have to wait and see who they come across uh as they try and do this i'm sure that we're gonna see some 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 favorites uh both uh classic star wars and freemaker alumni uh respectively um i am sure that grabala and yeah, Bash I and ram are coming back. I hope okay. Dengar's coming back. Dengar. Yeah. I, I I hope that maybe we get to see a few more bounty hunters. Maybe we'll get to see uh, some other new characters get introduced. Um, but yeah, I think a really strong start to the season. I, I really odd uh, release schedule. So here it is. It is June 21st. We won't be getting right. another new episode until July 31st. So that is more than a month away um I think Matt and I'll probably come to you guys uh with another episode of Rebels podcast in between uh to talk about uh, uh comic-con which yeah uh, that's which, right which, which is up. Yeah. soon uh, and there is uh the the rumor the scuttlebutt is that a new uh last Jedi trailer was just classified which means that it's been rated by uh by a ratings board um, actually I think in the UK, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, that means that there is a new last Jedi trailer on the way, hopefully, um, maybe a full trailer, maybe, maybe a behind the scenes featurette for Comic-Con, but yeah. regardless, Comic-Con guaranteed that there's something coming. There's probably some Star Wars Rebels news coming as well. Um, and who knows, who knows? We've also got D23 in the year 23 yeah yeah it's yeah. in july as well i believe uh
0: isn't it, a week, isn't it like a, a few days before um comic-con uh comic-con isn't it like a week before or something like that it's, either, say it's either it's either, either before, or week before
1: or the week after yeah i can't yeah, remember off so, the top of my head
0: but yeah you're right we'll definitely get something yeah,
1: yeah but that stuff's sure. coming uh yeah. I, hard and fast and so there's gonna be a lot of star wars to talk about with that in mind and with our plans for the summer of talking about freemaker adventures as well as forces of destiny um something i kind of want to talk to the audience and talk to to you Matt and you know kind of pull back the curtain a little bit and have this conversation on air um rebels podcast was something that you know like we did frontlines and then when Frontlines ended, or when Clone Wars ended, we we ended Frontlines, and then we transitioned over to Rebels podcast. And it's taken a little while, I think, for a lot of the people who are listening to Frontlines to find us on Rebels. It wasn't a seamless transition. We know that this is the last season of Star Wars Rebels. I. We know that that Lucasfilm Animation is doing other stuff. We know they've got another series coming after star wars rebels we know that we've got forces of destiny this summer and then there's other stuff like freemaker adventures out there um with that in mind and with the focus of of both Frontlines and rebels always having been lucasfilm animation i i think that our focus is gonna just shift a little tiny bit it doesn't mean that anything's really changing um it just means that that i think that that i i it's an ideology shift uh Mm -hmm. if that makes sense previously we thought of ourselves as the rebels podcast meaning the star wars rebels podcast uh but i think that from from this episode forward i want us to think of ourselves as uh you know the rebels podcast we're not going to change the name we're not going to change the url or anything like that because i think that's kind of how we lost people the first time around uh, but the rebels podcast is is now the uh the lucasfilm fan the lucasfilm animation fan podcast uh if there is animation within star wars and maybe just star wars animation uh, podcast uh, so that we're not confusing people with, like, we're not an official Lucasfilm animation podcast, obviously. But uh, if there is animated Star Wars out there, we're going to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. And and with that, it kind of opens us up to to dig back into... Uh, the Gendi Tartakovsky Clone Wars series at some point, and maybe even going back and and checking out uh, droids and Ewoks, um, and talking about that stuff at some point, um, in the same sort of way that we talk about Freemaker Adventures, and and we're gonna talk about uh, Forces of Destiny, but as uh, I I'm kind of seeing that 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 Lucasfilm is looking to branch out in their animation and uh and and we want to be there be a part of that so uh that's what i'm thinking uh what do you think matt what what, what what's your reaction to that this is matt's hearing this for the first time guys
0: <laughs> i'm all this no it's it's i think it's a natural thing to to go to because um like you said we have been talking about all the animation stuff, whether yeah. sometimes we talk about it in news and sometimes with the Freemakers, it's like, hey, let's just talk about the whole thing. And even though it's not as an in-depth um yeah. like breakdown like we do with maybe Rebels or Clone Wars, we're yeah. still talking about it. So I think that's a natural thing to kind of flow into because yeah. we are getting more animation. You know, we know Dave Filoni is working on something. Yeah. We're gonna get some more things. And I think that's a it is, it's a natural thing. And you talked about like with some of the stuff. You don't necessarily. You're just gonna have, you know, me and Mike. It might be like, you know, you're gonna get Mike and John and Marie on some things, and Mike might bring in somebody else to talk about um, Ewoks or something or whatever. So it's not gonna be. It doesn't necessarily have to be just me and you or whatever. So I think that's that's a cool thing to do. And you talked about like the transition from Clone Wars to Rebels, and it's funny. Like this last season, uh, if you, I don't know if you looked at it, but some of the downloads, man, they really really kicked in gear like the last half of season two for uh, our yeah. season three for yeah the Pro, last man. half of season three huge numbers you, yeah. you
1: guys you guys found us and uh, and you've been supporting us in huge numbers and uh and and we appreciate that it's been really good yeah um it was yeah. nice it's nice to see us getting back to um the numbers that we were doing at one point with with frontlines now the ecosystem is different. There's a million Star Wars podcasts now. Oh, back in man. the day, we yeah. were we were the Clone Wars podcast. There was us, and there was uh, uh, there was uh, the Forcecast doing their their Clone Wars declassified, um, and eventually uh, Rebel Force Radio doing doing Clone Wars declassified, um, right. or Clone Wars roundtables, and now Rebels roundtables. But back in the day when when I started Frontlines, I. Which you know we're coming up on the the, uh, the the nine year anniversary. Yeah, is that right? Right. Yeah. 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 Because next year will be ten years. Um, right. I and uh, you know back back then there really weren't that many podcasts. It wasn't that big of a medium. There were a lot of listeners, not a lot of creators. Now uh, there's a lot more creators, which is I think a great thing. Um, in my opinion, you know, like like look don't just listen to us <laughs> go listen I to star scavengers yeah. right
0: i listen to i listen to everybody because i yeah. like to get every, other people's yeah. ideas on what happened on an episode like yeah go you know, listen so to I'll rebel face. yell with yeah.
1: with uh with uh, uh steve and and uh, uh teresa right like i uh, uh, there are there are all sorts of great podcasts and and people out there talking about star wars um but it's really nice to see people coming back to us, um, not quite in the numbers that they were back in the day, because the numbers back in the day were ridiculous. Um, Frontlines holds the highest downloads in a single day record for all of Thunderquack uh, to this day, and and I think it's going to hold that for a long time. It, it, and And look, Quiver does incredible numbers, right? But uh, oh, yeah. sure. I, I, but even that, I, it's the only half of what Frontlines did at its height um, because back in the day, Frontlines was the Clone Wars podcast. So um, not necessarily saying that we were the best Clone Wars podcast, but we were the dedicated Clone Wars podcast. When Rebels right. started, there were many dedicated Rebels podcasts. Uh, but a lot of them have fallen by the wayside. There aren't that many people talking about the Freemaker adventures. I don't know that there's going to be that many people uh, doing sort of individual episode recaps of, of Forces of Destiny, um, but we want to do that. We want to bring that to you guys, and and I think, like like I said, this is an ideology shift more than an actual like sort of rebrand or anything like that. Um, right. we're going to continue to bring you the same content that we've been bringing, but I want to think of Freemaker Adventures as less of a side thing, just so we have something to talk about during the summer. And this is more of like, no, the Freemaker Adventures is worth talking about. And, and I think that we need to sort of change our attitude so that, you know, uh, that comes across in, in our conversations and say, you know, Freemaker Adventures is a part of this show. Uh, just like Star Wars Rebels, and just like Forces of Destiny, and just like Star Wars in animation, um, and and so I don't know. I I I don't want to change the URL. I don't want to change the Twitter. I don't want to change. I don't want to have to redo all that stuff when we do the next show. Um, so we're gonna stay the Rebels podcast, but or or Rebels and podcast need to stay in there somehow. I'm thinking about it. I'm sort of percolating on it, and and you know maybe we might get uh, a, a new sort of subtitle or something like that. Um, but uh, but but I'm open to suggestions from the listeners. Uh, this is, uh, this is uh, we were talking earlier about uh, Star Wars being a collaborative filmmaking medium, uh, I, 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 a genre created by mashing stuff together, both uh, genres and 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 filmmakers ideas um and the skills of the many people who work on them um and and I like to think of Rebels podcast in the same way you know this isn't just our podcast me and Matt but you guys are a part of this as well you guys that that write into us um and uh and you know Tim and Kyle and and uh and and the 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 rest of the Thunderquack crew that's uh all kind of peripherally involved with what we do here um, we're a community podcast, so if you guys have ideas about this, uh, if you want us to talk about the Gendi Tartakovsky Clone Wars, if you want us to talk about Ewoks and Droids and and all that stuff, I've never watched through all of Ewoks or Droids. I've seen episodes, yeah, but yeah. I've never watched all the way through it. So um, it might be this might be a great uh, uh, thing to do at some point. I uh, especially if, as I suspect, I think we're probably going to end up with a year off. Uh, with no show, uh, with with no, like between Rebels and whatever's next. I could be wrong. They might be able to gear it up and get it going because they know the end is coming this time. Um, There was a bit of a gap there between Clone Wars and Rebels because uh, I think that Dave was was surprised by that. (laughs) Yeah. But... um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if we do end up with even like a half a year gap um, and, you know, the way that... Uh, you know, there's a pretty significant gap between the end of Rebels and the beginning of FreeMaker, and we could have done some episodes of something else in there. So, so with that in mind, you know we're gonna try and try and bring you guys more content, more Star Wars stuff, more of what you like, uh, more of what we've been doing. But the the analysis is going to fit the product, the like the the uh, the subject matter. So mm-hmm. like we said, you know, with Rebels we're going to go in depth. We're going to go crazy, right? With Free Maker Adventures, we're going to keep it a little bit more surface. We're going to talk more a little bit more about the things that we enjoyed the most about the episode, the funny stuff, the the cool yeah. action sequence, this and that cuz there's not really a lot of lore building going on. It's kind of in its own its mm-hmm. own little mythology. Um and it's not all continuity, so uh, so it kind of lives in that space. And forces of destiny, the, they're going to be f- five to seven minute episodes, three to seven minute episodes. Uh, so the the recaps on those, I think, are going to be likewise uh, uh, brief um, and and a little bit more surface, because I think there'll be a, it'll be a little bit more of like a snippet of an adventure. Um, right. So so the content's going to match that stuff. Uh, I the, the the podcast itself is going to match that subject matter um, but as as we kind of hit those things and we get to see what those are, we'll figure out what those formats are gonna be. but hopefully it just means that you guys are gonna get more episodes of the Rebels podcast. Uh, it's gonna be in your feed more often. We're not going to take the extended breaks that we do um, and uh, there, there's just gonna it's just more Star wars. Let's talk about Star Wars. i don't don't like taking extended breaks right (laughs) Uh, i I like it when we get two or three weeks off here and there during the season with rebels and kind of relax but i don't like being gone for the whole summer so let's talk about freemaker let's talk about forces let's talk about whatever we feel like talking about in star wars animation um
0: well yeah yeah we even use it to talk about even the movies and stuff too. And, oh yeah. And we're,
1: and we're going to talk about the big news like we always do. Right. That's never going to
0: change. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I know that's a great, uh, that's a great thing. And I think that's, like I said, it's a natural thing to kind of flow into that. Cause, uh, we do talk about all the animation. Might as well just, you know, well, let's just, out.
1: let's just start calling ourselves what we are. Right. <laughs> I think that's kind yeah. of the, the thing is that, you know, and along with that comes this, this, um, ideology shift of like, now that's who we are. This is, this is the star Wars animation podcast. Um, right. and that's how I want us to think of ourselves. That's how I want, uh, the, the, the community to think of us. And, uh, when you're, when you're talking to your friends about the rebels podcast, you're going, yeah, this is like the star Wars animation podcast. If it's animated and it's star Wars, these are the guys. Um, right. And, uh, uh, yeah that, that uh may, maybe we'll even branch into some of the comics and stuff like that the stuff that ties into uh star wars rebels and uh and uh, the clone wars mm-hmm. and, and all that um i if it's animation yeah. this is this is where you'll hear about it you'll hear about it for podcast. sure yeah cool definitely cool well Good. i think that that does it that's it for this one uh thank you guys for joining us of course uh thank you for sticking with us over the break um and waiting patiently for this um, like we said i it's gonna be a little bit before we get back to freemaker adventures but we'll be back to talk i, I both i comic-con and uh, D23, we'll do individual episodes for each of those. Talk about the news that came out of those. Uh, I'm really hoping that we yeah. get a, an announcement on the new Star Wars series, the new animation series uh, I, at D23. I don't think we'll get it at Comic-Con, but that is, I think that's a very D23-type announcement. It didn't happen at Celebration because they announced the end of Rebels. But, um, And right. who knows? Maybe they're going to wait until Rebels is closer to done. But uh, but uh it'd be nice
0: to know what's coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. No, well, it's uh yeah, I'll look forward to uh we're coming back. I it won't yeah. be a month. We'll, like you said, we'll be back after be a few uh, weeks. Yeah. Yeah, a few weeks after D twenty three and and Comic Con and we'll we'll break down whatever we see. Like you said, trailers or whatever it is, man. I'm I'm down for, for breaking that down. I'll yeah. be fun.
1: Yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, Yeah, Comic-Con is July 20th to 23rd. And then uh, let me see D23 2017. Let's have that pop up. It is, it is, come on. July 14th to 16th. So D23 is first. And then the weekend, okay. and then so actually, you know what? The Last Jedi trailer might be coming at T twenty three. So uh, yeah, who knows? Who, yeah. knows? who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I. Oh, anyways, look forward to that. So yeah. we'll, be, we'll be back sort of the the week following that, and then the week after that for another episode, and then the week after that will be I, uh, I, that'll be, Freemakers coming Free back. Maker. So. So we will, we will see you guys uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, thank you for listening. As always, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to RebelsPodcast.com. And uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com RebelsPodcast, as well as on Twitter, at RebelsPodcast. You can also follow myself. I'm at ArkWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And you can follow Matt at the Crankster, Crankster with a K, Yes, uh, and uh, and of course, you guys know we are part of the Thunderquack podcast network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other podcasts in the network. Uh, stuff like Star Wars: The Saga Continues. You can go back and you can listen to old episodes of Frontlines: The Clone Wars podcast. If you're a Doctor Who fan, maybe check out Talking Time Lords. Uh, there's all sorts of great stuff over there. Talking time. Oh, sorry, thunderquack.com. Talking time lords.com. That's their website. Go check them out. Uh, yeah. that's, uh, that's Jason and Paul, Jason Hunt from, uh, from the Wampa's Lair, uh, and, uh, occasionally hanging out with us. Uh, so, uh, yeah, thunderquack.com for all those podcasts. If you like what you hear and you want to support us, there are two ways to do that. The first is by heading to store.thunderquack.com and picking up some merch, which people have been doing, uh, actually quite a bit lately. Uh, all of our merch is through a site called Redbubble. Uh, and uh, you go to store.thunderquack.com. It's going to redirect you to the the Redbubble store, and uh, Redbubble does lots of sales. So uh, if I can give you one piece of advice that you that you should absolutely follow, it is sign up for their newsletter, because once a week they send a sale at least, um, and mm. it's usually twenty to thirty percent off. Um, and you know sometimes it'll be phone cases, sometimes it'll be. I, uh, you know, like they do, there's, you can get stuff with like, uh, your designs on, on a pillow or a bed sheet, uh, or a scarf or leggings or shirts or, uh, all sorts of stuff. And we've got a couple of really good, uh, uh, really cool Star Wars Rebels inspired designs over there. Um, I, I, I rock the Kanan logo on my phone, uh, uh cause I love me some Kanan Jarrus. <laughs> uh so uh yeah, you can head to store.thunderquack.com, pick up some stuff, sign up for that newsletter and get the discounts. Um and uh and uh, if you want to support uh Thunderquack as a as a whole, you can do that by heading to uh, uh patreon.com thunderquack and chipping in. You'll get some great rewards like I, I access to the Thunderquack uh, patreon club on Facebook, which is just for patreon supporters as well as exclusive podcasts. Um, this month's exclusive podcast is an interview with my co-host from uh, Quiver uh, with, uh, with Amanda. Uh, I sort of talked to her about uh, about her her life growing up as a geek and uh, uh, what that means. and uh, Matt doesn't know this yet but the july episode is going to be an interview with him so uh we're gonna Whoa. i'm gonna i'm gonna be going hello through and i'm <laughs> yeah and i'm gonna be and i'm gonna be talking to all of the thunder hosts um of the different podcasts and uh getting their sort of their geek stories and uh how they got to be geeky podcasters so uh Whoa. and who they are as people so get ready for that man Listen, Matt, Matt's, Matt's getting a lot of surprises on this on this podcast. We haven't <laughs> talked in a few weeks.
0: Uh, yeah, I know.
1: Exactly right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Oh, um, Yeah. So Patreon.com/slash/thunderquack for that. Uh, chip in a dollar, get access to the podcast, the exclusive podcast. Um, five bucks gets you early access to some other stuff, and there's all sorts of rewards. You can head there and check it out. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys in a few weeks. See you Hello and welcome back to the Rebels Podcast. This is our first episode of Season 2 of the... Uh, <laughs> I forgot how to do this. <laughs> Let me try that again. Hey, it's been a little bit. Yeah, it's little bit. gotta shake off the dust. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Hello and welcome back to the Rebels podcast. This is our first episode of season two for Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen.
0: And hey, I'm back too. My name is Matt. Welcome back. guys. You know to the re- <laughs> I did it wrong. again. <laughs> I did it wrong <laughs> again. Okay, hey, I'm going to do all, it one more time. It's quiver.
1: <laughs> I know. One more time. One more time. Amanda doesn't let me introduce her. That's the thing is that, like, she, like, she jumps in to introduce herself. Anyways. um, Oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't like to be introduced. She likes to do the introducing. Okay, Okay. Okay.